Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Peter Wood, welcome back, doctor. Thank you for joining us again. It's been a while. Well, thank you. It's uh, good to hear from you again. Well, uh, give me uh, what you think is going on here. Penn says, no, we're going to take care of McGill. She resigns. Harvard toughs it out, makes a big spectacle of it, even with plagiarism as part of this. And MIT, lesser light, they're also going to stick with the president. What's happened here? Well, um, what's happening is that the the woke narrative is beginning to fall apart, uh, at least in the eyes of the broader American public. The uh, the woke establishment, which is perfected on place college campuses like Harvard, uh, is going to fight. They're, they're fighting like Hamas. They're going down into their tunnels and are going to tough it out there if they can. The question is whether Americans have enough stamina to, to go in and root them out. Um, it sure doesn't look like the Harvard board is any kind of uh, friend of the American Republic. It took one look at uh, uh, President Claudine Gay's uh, determination to sort of side with the Hamasian demonstrators and said, well, that's okay with us. Um, there's a lot of double talk going on about how the uh, universities are sticking by their commitment to academic freedom and free speech. Now, that's really worth a, a good hard laugh because these are institutions that have been trampling on academic freedom for decades now. And Claudine Gay in particular has been a uh, a champion of the efforts to stamp out anybody expressing opinions that she disagrees with. She just won't take any action against those people who are expressing opinions that apparently she does agree with. But we don't know this for sure because she's, as I said, engaged in a kind of double talk. She now says that she finds the support for Hamas's terrorism abhorrent. That's her word for it. But not so abhorrent that she's willing to draw any lines around uh, what can or should be said on a college campus devoted to in principle, uh, the pursuit of truth. Uh, Harvard's motto, after all, is veritas, truth. And we're, we're not seeing much of that. Now, you mentioned her plagiarism, which is, uh, I guess, at some level, a different story. That is, it's the story of academic dishonesty, uh, which apparently goes back to the very beginning of her career. She plagiarized parts of her uh, doctoral dissertation at Harvard. And then over the years since then, she's published, I think it's a total of 11 articles, and uh, various researchers have now started coming through them. And it appears that many of them, maybe all of them, are rife with plagiarism as well. Well, plagiarism is sort of the capital crime of the academy. Uh, Harvard last year kicked out something like 22 students for committing plagiarism on papers in their courses. But here you have the president of the institution who's a serial plagiarist, and the board of Harvard takes a look at that and says, eh, no biggie. And uh, that's where that goes. Now, I think these things are tied together. It's because uh, Claudine Gay uh, is the epitome of the the woke college president. She stands for 
uh, her version of social justice, which means uh, reaching out in every possible direction to denounce what she calls uh, white supremacy. So she was early on a supporter of the movement to defund the police and go after police brutality. She sees systemic racism uh, just about everywhere. She wants to rename buildings, tear down statues. She's a uh, great promoter of the forms of uh, uh, promotion that uh, favor uh, blacks and other minorities um, who may not have the same qualifications as other candidates, but no matter, we need to make up for centuries of white supremacy by uh, presenting a form of discrimination that favors blacks and minorities. So uh, the whole ball of wax that makes up a wokeness in American life uh, is something that she champions. And given that uh, her faculty has risen up, there are about 700 faculty members, that's more than half of the Harvard faculty have uh, come out with a statement supporting her. So we're dealing here with the division between the academy and uh, the American people. I don't think the American people are generally in favor of the kinds of things that she's doing. Um, she has problems on her hands, not just the uh, testimony that she gave to the House Committee on Education and the Workforce, but the release uh, in June of this year of the Supreme Court decision in Students for Fair Admission against Harvard, which sort of cut her off at the knees as to what the college could do by way of racial preferences in admissions, racial preferences for faculty hiring and promotion and for hiring staff and for developing programs, mm-hmm. are probably going to come under pretty harsh scrutiny as well in the months and years to come. If Harvard had any sense of that, they would be uh, rushing away from Claudine Gay as their president. She's clearly not the right person to lead Harvard into an era in which racial preferences are put to rest. We're talking with uh, uh, Dr. We're talking with Dr. Peter W. Wood. Uh, Dr. Wood, too, when we had you on originally, the 1620 project, it all came back to me looking at the uh, uh, the the 1619 project, which has soared to levels that are still unbelievable. You did your best Hmm. by putting the truth out there and post what happened on October 7th in Israel. I wasn't quite paying attention to this. I'm sure that you were. And we found courses here at Penn and other places around the colonization, decolonization, and how Israel is lumped in there as maybe the ultimate colonizer. And that's where any means necessary comes up as far as Hamas and what they did. Yes. um, Well, colonialism is one of the great bugbears of the... uh, uh, radical left in America, and uh, they use that term in contexts that really doesn't make any sense. Uh, Israel, I think we know pretty well, not just from the Bible, but from archaeology, uh, was in that part of the world uh, for at least, uh, what did we got to, about 4,000 years ago, maybe a little longer than that. Um, and stayed there until the uh, Roman Empire disrupted it and created the diaspora of the Jewish people. But Jews have never completely left 
the Holy Land. And now we're being told that uh, people returning to their ancestral homeland is a form of colonization. Well, uh, if we're going to use colonization as a term that loosely, clearly the Arab presence in Palestine is a form of colonization, too. They came in and colonized what had been Jewish land for thousands of years. And now they're claiming it as their own. And as Jews return and gain sovereignty over their ancestral homeland, that becomes uh, for them this uh, terrible sin of colonization. Um, there's a wordplay involved in that, but it's worse than wordplay because by calling it colonization, they, they authorize their versions of revolutionary violence. And when, when Hamas broke out of the Gaza territory to murder some 1,200 people in gruesome ways, uh, this was presented as a an effort to decolonize uh, Israel or Palestine. Uh, it's a an interesting echo of the 1619 project yes. because we are we're seeing in the 1619 project uh, an attack on colonization as well, um, and the uh, you know the 1619 project presents an account of America as an oppressive place that stole native lands and, and enslaved uh, black Africans and became a, uh, a Lexus by which the, uh, a nexus by which the power of European derived individuals was exerted unlawfully, illegally, immorally over everyone else. It's pretty much the same narrative that um, Hamas is presenting for its behavior in the, um, the Middle East. Uh, we shouldn't forget that the 1619 Project launched the summer of rioting after the death of George Floyd in police custody up in Minneapolis. So um, there is a, a real symmetry here. You, you promote this idea of uh, revolutionary rejection of uh, the oppression of uh, the settlers, and you get a summer of rioting in the United States while well, you get a, a war in Israel. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Wood, thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for your work. Where is the 1620 Project available? Oh, it's available on Amazon and, and most other places. Uh, every time uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones sells a copy of her 1619 book, I sell one of mine, so I guess I can be thankful for that. Absolutely. Thank you, Doctor. To be continued. All right. Bye-bye. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.